Yes. You want to know what me and Roy went as Halloweens? What did you wear for the Halloween celebrations? We went as a Sunday dinner, didn't we? A good British Sunday dinner. A good British Sunday dinner. And which one of you went as the the meat or nut loaf? And which one of you went as the sides or nut loaf? What the hell's that? <laughs> a loaf of nuts. Kind of. That sounds disgusting. A nut roast. Well, me Roy, he wanted to go as the Yorkshire pudding, right? But yes. then we we only had the costume for the potato because when me when my son when he retired from work, right, mm. we came to his retirement party as as the Sunday dinner too. Wasn't that back in the early eighties? Yeah, that was some time ago. Mm. So yeah, so. He went as a potato, and I went as the beef. Right, so you were the the meat. Yeah, and then <laughs> me, me, me kids and me grandkids and me great, 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 great grandkids. <laughs> That's a lot of they, they went as the peas, didn't they? That's a lot of peas. It's a lot of peas. You know, you want a lot of peas, don't you? And then at the end of the night, what I did is I took my whiskey and I threw it over Roy like the gravy, didn't I? So, wait, so Roy was just the gravy? No, no, it's the potato. And then I put the gravy on him. Don't you like a little gravy on your potatoes, DK? Oh, it's a thing of beauty. Mm. So... You smothered Roy in whiskey Yay. and some kind of gravy-looking thing. Yeah, it was wonderful. How did Roy cope with it? Oh, he loved it. I did it at my son's retirement party. So you had roast beef, you had roast potatoes. Yeah, you had peas. one roast potato, that right. was Roy, yeah. That's a bit chintzy. Yeah, it's a little chintzy, but what are you are going to do? We had a lot of peas. But no Yorkshire pudding. Sadly, no. Oh, Dave Kay, looking at you, you could be me little Yorkshire pudding all you want. Sink me teeth into your nose and good, mm. I would. I'll be 50 years younger. Ah, you're just scrummy, ain't you, Dave Thanks. Thanks very much. It's just a studio sylvia silversmith hello peeps and marcia mcdonald yeah what up everyone we're talking about tote bags inappropriate tote bags weird tote bags emotional baggage in tote bags i have a bow bow that's quite a posh one isn't it it's it's i just like saying i just needed to say i have a bow bow i needed to say that and i also need everyone to know because is this selfish of me? I just need everyone to know that I had a drag queen in Edinburgh compliment me on my bow bow. Oh, she was wearing a sparkly dress. Well, of course. And she also had a voice that sounded like Queen's New York. She sounded like she'd been on 80 a day since she was about 13. Hey, I like that tote bag over there. Is that yes. bow bow? And she was very beautiful and very, very very nice in that very drag queeny snitty kind of way. Mm. You know, a little bit snitty. Like, I'm going to give you a compliment, but don't get too up yourself. So she came by me and she said, oh, I love your bag. And I said, oh, wow, thank you so much. And she said, well, I'm not lying. And I thought, well, I, I didn't think you were lying. She really thought you were fabulous. I thought she was fabulous. Mm. Can I just say, as 
if for people who are listening who maybe know what a bow bow is, I just need to say as well that it's not actually a real bow bow because a real bow bow is well into quadruple figures. And a knockoff bow bow is worth. Knockoff bow bow, 36 pounds off of eBay. Hello. 36 pounds, but you look a million bucks. Oh, I feel a million bucks. And when a drag, you know, when a drag queen compliments you on something that you're wearing or something that you're carrying, some of your accessories, I don't know about you, Dookie and Marcia, but it just makes me feel amazing. When a drag queen queen compliments you on your appearance or on anything for that matter it is life affirming i had a i had a transgender person serve me at a counter yesterday and i hope it wasn't mcdonald's it wasn't mcdonald's no i needed some makeup which isn't really mean i don't really want to talk about it but uh yeah it's just some powder you know like powder but anyway I don't even know why, you know, why even mention that? I guess I just feel like, you know, there's so many transgender people on television and the news that when you meet a transgender person in real life, it's kind of like meeting a celebrity. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's like, oh, wow, you know, wow, they're they're This person is serving me and, and she's so much prettier than I am. And it was kind of intimidating. Was she nice? Yeah, yeah. She was She was really nice. You know, when somebody is just like really beautiful, it's like, you know, and I'm there in my sweatpants and, you know, they're charging like 56 pounds for a, for a thing of eyeshadow. And you're just like, you know, I'm wearing my sweatpants. I'm wearing my sweatpants. And this, this person who's serving me has obviously got up at four in the morning to start putting their makeup on so that they look this amazing. And, you know, can you, I just like want to, you know, I'm sweating here. You know, and mm. you're charging 56 pounds for eyeshadow. Did you want the powder to combat the sweat? Yeah, you know. Or you, the glow. You don't want to be. It's sh- glow, isn't it? You know, it's sweat. When it's on me, it's sweat. You don't want to be, sh- you know, I don't want to be shiny all the time. So you're wearing your tracksuit bottoms. You are shopping for foundation, for powder. Powder, yeah. Had you thought about doing that when you left the, the flat? No, that's the problem because it's like, well, it's like one of those places you think, well, you know, if I'd known I was going to be coming in here, I would have made more of an effort. You know, everybody's mm. walking around me. It's like walking into a Vogue shoot. And, you know, these people don't sweat. I sweat. You know, I sweat. No, perhaps they sweat, but they've applied such posh, wonderful powder Believe me, that you can't tell. this woman ain't sweating. I tell you, she never sweated in her whole life. Mm. She she made a deal with God or whoever. She made a pact with someone that she was never going to sweat. Does hormonal intervention enable you to sweat less? I, I don't know. I'm not even sure she was having any hormonal intervention. She, just, she looked amazing and I'm there sweating in my sweatpants, which mm. I guess is pretty appropriate, right? Indeed. So you were a tire. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is what you know. People who sweat. This is what we look like. Sell me some powder, and I'm, I'm, I'll stop selling your store with my, my, my normal bodily functions. You know what I mean? Powder. You. Yeah. Not really synonymous. You are a, a natural kind what of person. What are you saying, Dookie? What are you saying? What are you saying? You saying I'm gonna pad off to my Katie Lang concert with? Like what with my sweat on show? What you know? I gotta make an effort. I have a job. I gotta make an effort. Fair enough, but no, you're able to pull off the natural look and rock it. She's very beautiful. Yes. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> I want to know more about this person who served you. Her name was something neutral. Her name perhaps. happened to be Robin. With a Y, which I oh. thought, you know, was clever because, you know, sometimes she might want to be in her her male in a male guise and sometimes she might want to be. I don't know. But, you know, it's a good name to have. That's a good alternative to Pat. Yeah. Sam, uh, believe me, this girl wasn't a Steph. Pat. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she was cool. She was beautiful. It was just, you know, like, why am I so bowled over by meeting this person? You know, that's it's. You know, and then I thought, yeah, because I see him on television all the time, transgender people that I'm, you know, when a transgender person is like, you know, handing me powder, I'm like, oh, wow, I feel like I'm being served by a celebrity. It's really cool, even though, you know, I never seen. Can we move on? 
totes bag my goats. Yeah, I don't see. That's what I was going to. I don't get that. What is that phrase? It's a phrase that I believe originates in the Americas, in North America. It's simply a silly way to say totally. Totes my goats. And it features in the film I Love You, Man, which is where I was first exposed to it. You know what? We should jam together sometime, man. Yeah, totally. Totes my goats. Cool. He loves that movie. Oh, Dookie. I've how seen many, it a number of times. How many times, Dookie? Let's quantify it. Double digits. To be well fair, though, it's important to inform you guys that it, it was a tour film. Well, you watched it while you were on tour. Yes. Dookie. We had DVD playing equipment. We had portable oh, okay. means of, of being able to, to How play many the film. How have you seen it not on tour? About five or six times. Okay. I would say that you need to double that number. I, th- I would... My guess is that you need to double five or six times, and then you need to time that by three. It's a bromance that features the band Rush. I'm really mindful of the fact that we're talking about a film that dates back to 2008, although I don't know the last time that I saw it was only a few months ago. It gets referenced a lot. I don't know it. What? What? Who's in it? Jason Siegel. I don't know who that is. Who is that? An American actor from California, he's, very he's, tall. He's from that show, um, How I Met Your Mother, yes. right? He's from that. Yes. Oh, okay. So, okay. Is he the guy who's not Doogie Howser? That's right, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And who's the, who's the, who else is in it? Uh, American actor born to British parents, Paul Rudd. Okay, now is he the one who played Phoebe's man in the last... Oh my word. Yes, he was indeed. When, when in... it was all going down the shitter in yes. Friends. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, him. Yeah. All right. So what do they do? They what It's a bromance. They fall in love in a very straight way, don't they? In a bromance kind of way. Paul Rudd plays a character named Peter Claven, and Peter Claven is about to get married to Rashida Jones. Or the character that Rashida Jones is playing. That they are, you know, she isn't playing herself in the film. Gotcha. Quincy Jones' daughter. And, um. Gotcha. It, it all surrounds. I'm very bad at condensing Dookie, film plots. Oh, bless you. You're, oh, you're getting all embarrassed about your love for this movie. So, so. Paul Rudd doesn't have any, he realizes he doesn't have any male friends to ask somebody to be his best man. And lo and behold, along comes. Have I Met Your Mother's Jason non-Doogie yes. Howser guy. Mm. And they kind of fall in love in a very straight way. And they have a they have a bromance. And they have a mutual love for the band Rush. I got it. They... I got it. Yes. So they go see... What, do they go see Rush together or something? Yes. W- w- yes. With, a Rush in the actual movie? A Rush appear oh, in the whoa. actual film. They they like... Performing on stage. You know, they're, they're not there as... It gets slightly homoerotic when they're playing Limelight. And uh, oh wow! Uh, Peter Claven, played by Paul Rudd, takes his fiance, and she feels a bit like the the third wheel. I got it. I and bet you've had a few moments like that in your life, Dookie. Can I just ask something? I went to see Rush, and I'm pretty sure that when I went to see them on the stage, they were roasting chickens. Oh yes, that's when Geddy Lee. Stopped using amplifiers. He was going direct. And instead of having a blank space where the amplifier should be. Yes. Rush used rotisserie So I'm not making that up. No. I gotcha. And they used uh, washing machines and dryers a number of (laughs) years later. Seem to remember them having a giant inflatable bunny oh well. that would have been the presto tour yeah there are other rush tours so wait a minute there let were me, other rush let tours. me get this straight somebody who is female went to see rush isn't that i did they let you in i mean they let you in did they charge you extra i actually went with another friend of mine who also happens to be female did they pay both of you to attend well no we were big fans we were massive fans Massive fans. I'm still a massive Rush fan. Although, Dookie, I have heard you playing some Rush stuff that I just thought, you know, this is where I might tune out just a little bit slightly. Mm. There's a lot of words in some of the songs. I may or may not have been playing some tracks, some 
album tracks from the Grace Under Pressure album. That said, Sylvia, mm-hmm. you saw the Presto tour, which was, I did. I thought it was amazing. Uh, about eight or so years afterwards. Or so. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I just wanted so to you see Rush. You didn't, you're lying. You did not tune out. Okay, no, but, you know, when I've heard you playing some of the album tracks, I think, well, mm. now's my time to go make a coffee. You like the hits. I like the big hits. Mm. I do like, you know, Spirit of the Radio will bring me to my feet no matter what I'm doing. That is an amazing song. Fantastic. The syncopation between Geddy Lee and Neil Pert is a thing of beauty. We're talking about Rush when we should be talking about Tokyo. Yeah, bands. I was trying to think of a segue there and I don't have one. So, um, yeah. Dookie, because I, I messaged you. So, Mar- uh, Sylv, maybe you don't know, but I messaged Dookie because I, I saw a tote bag on when I was on the tube that I thought was, you know, it struck me. So you kind of, but you found a different one that you say is real, but it's not the one I saw, but it's right. So it's the one with right and Frank on it. Yes. You popped over for dinner and were in shock by the fact that you were on the tube, saw somebody with an Anne Frank tote bag. Now, I googled Anne Frank tote bags and found a company who were very proud of the fact that they produce inspirational tote bags. And this one has the image of the late, great Anne Frank on it. It, So, wow. So which, Marcia, which one did you see? Did you, you didn't see that one. I happen to be on the tube and, and some woman had this tote bag and it, you know, you know, when you're on the tube, you're looking for stuff to read. Right. Mm. You know, I could be reading whatever paper, book, whatever. But, you know, when you're not, you know, and you're just kind of looking around, your eyes are looking for something to entertain them. Are right? you not a fan of the Metro or the Evening Standard, which, if you nah. don't live in London, are, are free papers that uh, yeah. make their way onto nah. our public transport in Sil- the morning and evenings? Sylvan and I have called a news blackout lately because, uh, let's face it, we're both cowards and we don't want to know. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, no. And so... Her tote bag, uh, you know, caught my eye because it had writing on it. It didn't have it didn't have the picture. So I'm disappointed that I didn't see that one. It just said the Anne Frank House Museum, Amsterdam. Right. And I thought <laughs> so now like, I'm visiting Amsterdam. I'm going to go to the Anne Frank Museum. Yeah. I like to have a little memento. Of this visit. Yeah, and I've been there, but you you guys have been there, right? Yes. I went there a few years ago with a friend. Mm. And we both went, because neither of us have been. And he's, he's half Jewish, and, you know, so... Does he wear just one triangle? That's funny. No, it's not. Um. So I don't know why it's important that he's half Jewish, but it is. And so, and he felt like he should go and I felt like I should go. I think it's half important. You're making it even funnier. And so... No, I'm not. We decided to go because, you know, I grew up reading Anne Frank diaries. And and so, anyway, what am I getting at? Dookie, is that not a traumatic experience? I needed some space cakes after that. Whoa! It was... Marcia, believe me, you have to go. Of course you have to go. We came out, me and my friend, and we hit the gay bars, because he's gay. We hit the gay bars so hard, we were just looking at each other like, I need alcohol, and I need it now. And then, yes, we had to stop off at a, a cafe selling special brownies. You have to get wasted after you go there. I suppose... Especially in the UK, where pretty much every day there's some kind of a documentary about the war, and you can get desensitised to it. So when you're there at the Anne Frank Museum, it becomes quite a real thing. Did you go to the gift shop? I didn't. I don't. I didn't even... know there was one. <laughs> was there one? Like I, what? I, I mean, it, it, it was. I think if you, you want go your to Holocaust Amsterdam... mug. I mean, what? 
that's why I couldn't understand why I saw this tote bag and I was like, you know, of all the tote, you know, Sylve has a lot of, has, she has a lot of, you like your bags, don't yeah, you? I do love my bags. There's a lot of bags in our house, not, you know, but they're all like nice stuff, mm. right? They're either. Bow bow replicas. Yeah, they're like a that bow bow thing you got, or you, you just got that one with all the caricatures of the artists on it. Mm. I do like that one. Somebody's done caricatures of like Salvador Dali and stuff. It's really cool. So there's like, because you're carrying something around and you're carrying it on your person and, you know, you're going to be in contact. You're going to be looking at It's going to catch your eye a lot. Do you want to be reminded of the brutal slaughtering of 8 million people? Do you want that? I mean, really? No. That's what surprised me. I'm like, you know, I'm glad that you're giving money to this this amazing. It sounds like an amazing place, right? Her house, right? It's just that I wouldn't personally want to carry that. Jesus, the you know, not just the physical weight of it, but the emotional weight, right? What other things do they and sell there? And what else there? do they sell? Like, what, like they, fridge magnets? Yeah. Do they have a you know a mug with her photo on it with? A strap line like, I'm going to be frank with you, I like my teeth strong. Jesus, Dookie. Wow, Dookie. Do not go into marketing for the Anne Frank House Museum. But who the fuck is going into I don't remember there being a gift shop. For, for I don't them. remember that. I understand the fact that it's a museum, that people should go and see it. You know, it, it and is... And donate money. Yes. You know, if they need money to keep absolutely. it up. Absolutely donate money. Absolutely. But... I don't want to carry it around. I mean, the weight of that is like, whoa. I'm not suggesting that people go to Amsterdam and get, you know, a T-shirt that says, my brother went to Amsterdam and all I got was this shitty yeah, shirt. Yeah, no, have some imagination. It's just, you know, can you not get a picture of the sunflower guy? Van Gogh. Or Van Gogh. Or Van Gogh, as a lot of Brits say, but apparently yes, the, the proper way to say it is... Van Gogh. Yeah, okay, so Sunflowers. So who's the other guy who kept drawing his own picture? That would be Rembrandt. Rembrandt Van Rijn. Yes. Yeah, so can't you get I can understand one of those? the fact that, yeah, you can get, you know, you've gone to the Van Gogh Museum. Here's a tote bag. Same. Could it be that the person who was carrying that tote bag, the Anne Frank tote bag, yeah. may have been a representative from the organisation who was visiting other concerns? Yeah. That it, it, I'll also play devil's advocate. Mm. So you could get a tote bag with sunflowers on it, and then if you think about that, Mr. Vincent Van Gogh was not a happy bunny by any means, was he? I mean, it was terrible. He no. had a terrible life, and he shot himself in the stomach, and it took him two days to die. And you know, all his siblings ended up either killing themselves or in mental institutions. Did you know that? It wasn't an issue about being insecure, uh, about being a ginger. I th- I think it went a little beyond ginger. Oh, did it really? Yes. Okay. So his brother died of syphilis, and then all of his other siblings either killed themselves or ended up in mental institutions. So you could have a tote bag with lovely, beautiful sunflowers on it, and you could be thinking, well, here's a, a painting by a man who was terribly, terribly, you know, mentally disturbed Mm. and a suicide in the end or you could have Rembrandt you know you could have a picture of his right and he died in absolute penury at least there was some humor in his early days he was quite he enjoyed some wealth uh, you know, he had a lot of wealth career. that he spunked up the yeah, wall. Yeah, oh, he spunked up the wall big time. Gambling then, as well. Yes, and then he had to he had to sell all of his possessions. So you can go to the Rembrandt Museum now, his house, and they've managed to recreate his house based on the fact that they had to do an inventory of all of his belongings because they were taking it. It was like seventeenth century. Can't ta- pay. We'll take it away. And that's good. I like that. Like the two burly guys in the horse carriage, like pull up and go, hey, uh, what was his name? What was his first name? Rembrandt Van Rijn. Oh, his first name is Rembrandt. Okay. So they, they pull up and they go, hey, Rembrandt. Yeah, you can't pay. We're going to take it away there, guy. Excuse me. Do you have uh, the amount of uh, 285,000 guilders? Oh, you don't. Okay, right. Let's uh, what, do an inventory of all this. What was the uh, this? What is it? Seventeenth century, whatever mm. equivalent of like a flat screen TV back then. What would that have been? 
and we're going to be taking your bureau and uh, as well as uh, some of your very posh pewter, pewter yeah, something it's a, a lot of pewter, pewter products, and also just I imagine he'd have bits of silver here and there, and um, and his own artworks, I suppose. Mm. So you know, you think about that. You think about well, the Anne Frank tote bag weighs heavily on your psyche, but you could also have Van Gogh and Rembrandt weighing heavily on your psyche as well. This is true. That's a good argument. I, I guess, I guess Anne Frank's just a little more stark. I mean, that's a bit more direct. Like, you yeah. know, straight like, away. Like, if you're going to see sunflowers, at least happening? the guy painted a picture. You know, you, you know, you're looking at something pretty, and you might not know, like you guys know more than I do. I wouldn't necessarily think of all the depressing stuff behind that, but the Anne Frank Museum. I mean, you can't help but think Jesus. Now Rembrandt, due to bankruptcy lost all of his possessions everything was catalogued and shifted yes there's a british artist from i think the the early noughties who famously oh that guy who shredded and yes stuck all of his stuff through an incinerator he did in the tate modern he destroyed everything he owned hello this is tarquin your semi-friendly fact checker the artist's name Michael Landy. Now, you could say, A, pretentious wank, or mm. you could say he's making a statement. I kind of fall somewhere in between. Mm. But I saw a documentary on him, and he obviously loves his dog. So I'm I'm well up for the, he's an amazing artistic genius. Absolutely. Wait, just because he loves his dog? Well, yeah, isn't that a good enough reason to love someone? But then, uh, okay. oh my word, is this where we mention Hitler? Yeah, let's not mention... Hitler and the not... Alsatians, or the German Shepherds, if you can, will. Can I tell you about the other tote bag? <laughs> yes, you may. Okay, so... Wait, wait, are you sure you don't want to carry on about Hitler? Silver, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Have you seen that cartoon where they're think- people comparing things to Hitler and they're all standing in line and like one guy's holding a teddy bear up to Hitler... Another guy's holding up something else to Hitler. You know, it's just like everybody just compares everything to Hitler. Hey, your your wonderful bow bow bag. It reminds me a bit of the Führer. <laughs> so Sylv doesn't know about this one. I haven't had a chance to tell her yet. But uh, Dookie, you know about this. So again, I'm on the tube, right? And there are other means of there transport. There are other means of transport. And this woman has tote bag catches my eye and it's it's in a lot of fonts right it's yes. busy in the design it's stakes. pretty busy in the curly q fonts you know the cursive handwriting mm. and the and the everything except wingdings is on this on this bag so i kind of had to squint a little bit and fortunately I loved her reaction. She was reading one of those free newspapers and she was having like a total non-Londoner kind of reaction to, she was like, and, oh, and, it's like everything, every headline that she read, she was like, it was just all over her face. Like she just couldn't believe what is going on in the world. Anyway, I look at her tote bag and I think, what is that? And it says like, I can't remember the actual name, right? So let's call him... Tolu Adebole. Right. Because that's, you know, that's a... That would be a, a, a variation on a Yoruba, a Nigerian yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, it was like hmm. that. And it was Chief, right? So he was Chief Tolu Adebole, hmm. right? A person of some standing. Yeah. And, and, and as I look closer, I realized that it was a bag for this guy's funeral. For Chief Adebole's funeral. Chief Adebole's funeral, which right. only took place, it seems, in May of this year, 2016. And when did you see this person? Oh, this was like two weeks ago. So this is a, a fairly substantial, hard-wearing, long-lasting Yeah, yeah. And they'd gone to town on this thing. And, and, and I'm thinking... They got it from a good supplier. And, you know, it had a nice little epitaph on it. It was like, our brother in in Christ and da-da-da. You know, it seems like Chief Adebole was a, a nice guy. Mm. And it seemed like he had a decent run. I, you know, he's like born in like 1942 or something like that. That's not that great of a run, really. Oh, isn't it? I, in his I don't 70s. know, Matt. But anyway, yes, he, he had a longer it run than bloody Anne Frank. Yeah, exactly. So th- 
Or Vincent van Gogh, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Dookie, mm. Martha, so you get tote bags printed up for a funeral? Well, that's <laughs> what I thought. I thought, you know, like, in a way, I see, you guys got to tell me what to think about it, because I don't know what to think, because it's, you know, in a way, it's nice, like... If Chief Tolu Adebole is is your man, if he's, you know, your friend, your loved one, or if he's just the chief of your tribe, or if he's, you know, your dad or your brother or whoever, it's nice to have that guy kind of with you all the time, mm. right? On the other hand, I don't know that I want to be reminded of a funeral every day when I'm like checking my wallet in there and my Kleenex and mm, there are powder. there are other tissues. Yeah, my powder. And, you know, like sometimes if I'm going to the gym, my stinky trainers go in there. Mm. I don't want to be putting that in Chief Adebole's bag. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to the guy. Could Chief Adebole also have been a bag manufacturer or distributor? And See, that is smart thinking. Or he was a font designer. Right. Ah, that's good. Maybe he designed all these fonts and they wanted to use them all. How were they printed on Well, there? see, that's a good question. That's the thing. Because they were appliqued. Right. This wasn't a print run. This wasn't like here, you know, you go down to Call Quick, mm. you know, there are other printers around. You don't go down there and have them like shunt off, you know, 200 tote bags. These were like hand sewn. You get what I'm saying? A lot of love that and money went into work. this. That's a lot of work. That's a tote bag on a bow bow budget. It's a tote bag on a bow bow budget. So. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to go to a funeral. Because I had to go to a funeral in May. And it was very sad. And I didn't really know the person that well. But still, if they'd given me a tote bag, I don't know if I'd be using it. Mm. Would you, Dookie? No. It like seems say, like, weirdly disrespectful. Like if you're, like if I, because I carry my shoes around in my tote bag as well, because I always want to do a quick changeover, and I would feel bad about putting them in Chief Adebola. Yeah, see what I mean? I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know, it was weird, because it was in, within like two days that I saw the Anne Frank tote bag, and then I saw Chief Adebola's funeral tote bag, and I just thought... I, I don't know. I mean, call me crazy. I just want, like, a bag that doesn't cause me any mo emotional distress. You said off air that there was another feature on Chief Adebole's fun uh, did I? Yeah, funeral tote bag. Uh, and that the person who designed it yeah. had their details. Oh, yeah. On yeah, it. yeah. So yeah, it, was, it yeah. was a commemoration. Yeah, I forgot about it. You got to get memory. Yeah. A, a commemoration tote bag as well as a promotional tote bag yeah. for the designer. Yeah, I thought, yeah. And then it said, you know, printed by da 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 da, call 0208 da 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 da, you know, London number or whatever. Mm. And I was like, so, you know, could they have put, not put that on the other side? <laughs> But no, if yeah, the, but you know, then if the you person, wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, the person cares about promotion. They probably had it on both sides. You know, if you're going to promote yourself, mm. you got to put it on both sides, right? I'm going to promote the chief. I'm going to promote my business. That's it was industrious to, to uh, Yeah, fault. but like, okay, Syl, so when you went to that funeral, did they have like little programs drawn up? They did have the programs. And, and did they have, did the printer like emblazon their name and phone number across the front of them? Not that I recall, because, yes, that would be a bit crass, I suppose, would be the word for me, personally. Goodness. You see what I mean? I mean, so so much love went into these that I thought, yeah, if I did that, if I did all that applique, yeah. I'd want to be saying, yeah, I did that. Look at that. I'm pretty talented. But on the other hand, this guy's dead, right? A promotional grief thief. <laughs> a promotional grief thief. That is true. That is very true. Using bereavement as a means of gaining financial procurement. I like the term grief thief. Because there was a grief thief at the funeral I went to. Oh. Because she was like me. She was just like a friend of the guy whose sister it was, right? And it was really sad because she was really young and she had kids and everything. And but th So this woman, you know, she didn't really know the woman that well. 
And she cried harder than anybody else in that church. Mm. She cried so hard that I thought, oh, my God. She was practically keening and wailing. And that's a grief thief, isn't it? That is most definitely a grief thief. She she is like one of those African women who goes out and keens and wails for family members. Indeed. So we have them in this culture, too. Mm. We just don't, you know, they're not professional. Some people get hired to become. I know they do that. Professional mourners. Sometimes I think I could do that. Really? Yeah. Could be a keener and a whaler. Just make well, sure you're not voice, wearing powder. Yeah, you're obsessed with my powder. Uh, with this voice, yeah, I could keen and whale. I could, you know, summon wild animals with this voice. So then I see another tote bag. Another tote bag. It's another tote bag. So now, but this one was funny. This this was funny. This well, did this one only commemorates the 11th <laughs> of September in New yeah, York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. They were joking about 9-11 on television the other night. And I thought, you know, too soon. Is it too soon, Dickie? You're a comedy know. guy. Too soon? I don't know. 15 years? If it years? bends, it's funny. And those towers didn't. Yeah, see, that's too soon for me. See, and that isn't funny either. Yeah, so. too soon. Anyway, yeah. So you don't want a 9-11 tote bag. Although, do they sell them there? I went to 9-11 after it happened, like two years after it happened. You, you actually went to the date. You went back in time. I went to the date. <laughs> yes. I went to the where the towers had stood. Mm. I was expecting them to like have a... I don't know whether I'm making this up now. Am I making this up? Were they selling things? Have you been there, Dookie? Since yes. Happened? Yes. Were they, did they sell stuff? There were some people who were selling T-shirts... Commemoration T-shirts. I don't think they were official. I think people were, well, grief thieves and <laughs> using bereavement for financial procurement. You guys get around a lot, you know. Anyway, so I'm on. We do. I got a. You like you guys are getting all. Over, you guys are going to Holland and you're going to whatever, whatever. And I get to go to where do I get to go? I get to go to you know Sheffield. I like Sheffield. Sorry, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Yeah, much. I don't uh, dislike it. I, you know. I mean, I realise it. I get a hotel room where I can smoke. It isn't exactly New York, London, Paris, Sheffield. Yeah, exactly. Do you call it Holland or do you call it the Netherlands? Holland is a part of the Netherlands, but Amsterdam is in Holland. So, what are you supposed to call it in front of a Dutch person? Use Netherlands don't. all the time, and you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Netherlands. It's a bit like when you deal with somebody who you're not sure whether or not they're Canadian or from the US. Okay. You, instead of saying, oh, whereabouts in America are you from? It's like, oh, I detect a North American accent. Canadians will love you. And also, if you get it right and you can tell they're Canadian, ah, you can have a friend for life. Because they say a A. boot. Some of them do. Also, you get the whole sorry. never noticed that can i tell you about my last tote bag please this guy you might not you know there's a big build-up now and maybe it's really not that funny but it made me giggle at the time uh he had a tote bag that just said emotional baggage on it and i thought it was pretty funny that to me is a, a classic tote bag that is using a phrase in a fantastic manner yeah it's fun and it was in sequence which made it feel even better and it's he looked like fun a fashion and student. fabulous. Yeah. And I thought, you know, and it wasn't that big. And I thought, God, I wish I, all my emotional baggage could fit into that small of a thing. You know, I'd need like a whole like semi truck. You know what I mean? I'd need like a whole shipping container. I mean, maybe that was just the emotional you baggage really for don't... one week. Oh, maybe he carries around day to day. Oh, I like that idea. Like See, Monday I'm thinking bag, about carrying around bag. all mine at once. Yeah. But you don't really seem to have that much emotion. No, you seem quite. Marsha, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. You know, I'm worried. What are you worried? You know, about? we all got a big date coming up, and it's worrying. You know what I mean? Just to give this some uh, an appropriate setting, this is a Halloween episode mm-hmm. and 2016, and obviously there's an election taking place. In North America, and uh, yes. The election of the Grand Poobah Wazir for Indeed. the Rotary Club in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington, 
will be making a very big decision and I hope they choose widely. And those Rotarians really do have quite a year mm-hmm. planned ahead of them and they should have decent leadership. Do they have Rotarians over there? They have Rotarians everywhere. Oh, do they? Yes. Oh, okay. Are they the ones that have the Grand Poobah and all the special handshakes and stuff? They would have a Grand Poobah. Which Who's is, the one with all the secret handshakes? and? That's a different organization. What is it? The Masons. Oh, the Masons. Yes. So they really do have the Grand Poobah. Yes. But but uh, Grand Poobah has become a bit of a, a catch-all phrase for a person of some standing. Whereas the handshakes, that's a, that's a, a secret society. Ah, how do you know so much about this, Dookie? That's what we're wondering. I read about it on a tote bag. Hit me. Uh, a couple weeks back, you and Sylv left us on kind of a cliffhanger. Are you just going to be like yay or nay on that bad boy? Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking the listeners might want to know too, so I'm asking on behalf of. Sylvia was going for a job, and I was going to audition for a gig. What is the... The middling ground between yay and nay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Minus hoops. Hoops. Yeah, that's the answer to minus hoops. You so, but you, you got a negative reply and therefore no. you've been eating loads of, of hula hoops. Yeah, it's tempting, but if I was going, you know, we're going to turn to the Prosecco. If that's, you no, know, hoops aren't going to do it. You me. received positive news and now you're doing the whole hula hoop thing. No. As a make yourself feel. You really- ever have one of those things where you, they make you jump through a hoop and then they say, oh, yeah, you did that. And then they make you jump through another hoop and you think, oh, yeah, I got it. But then they make you jump through another hoop. Ah. So I'm starting to feel a little hoopy. You know, like those dolphins in SeaWorld? Yes. It's just like there is no end to jumping through the hoops. So there's just hoops upon hoops upon hoops for me, Dookie. And how your thing went, are they making you jump through hoops? Not quite. I did the audition. Oh, God. The audition went very well. Yeah. And the person was very complimentary. Yeah. About what I was delivering at the studio and then the following day the chap who is making the decisions his mum she died oh dookie that's terrible and it is terrible that's like the twisted sister documentary oh goodness where, where it's just a catalog of these wrong. poor people mm. everything's going oh that's i'm very sorry for him Absolutely. And from the sounds of it he was very very close to his mum you know what the main problem is here the main problem... Hoops and death. Yeah, no, that... Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, especially the death thing, that's bad, and I feel really terrible. It's just that the main problem is is that you guys have ambition. Mm. That's your problem. If you don't have any ambition, you wouldn't have these problems, would you? You'd just be like, you know, like me, I'm just happy to have a sofa to plant my fat ass on of a night and watch some television. That's all I'm saying. It's like that. So it's not anybody's fault except your guys' own. It's like that. Uh, I'm going to stop having ambitions. Mm. There's a line from the film Jackie Brown. Samuel L. Jackson says to Bridget Fonda, there are other films and actors and actresses. There are other Tarantino films. God damn, girl. You're getting high already? It's just two o'clock. <laughs> it's that late. You know, you smoke too much of that shit. That shit's gonna rob you of your ambition. Not if your ambition is to get high and watch TV. <laughs> I think that's a good line, Dookie. Should we give up on our ambitions, Dookie? Why not? What's on telly? And what have you got? <laughs> Nothing, but there ain't 
than when me Roy is covered in chick fat now, isn't he? Dookie, Self, got a question for you. Yes. How do you dress up like meat and potato? How is that even possible? I didn't see the ensemble myself. I'm more interested in how you dress up like peas. Although, I can see where that might be easier than meat and potatoes. I suppose it's a bit like the band The Residents, where instead of having, you know, those big, bulbous white heads, you just have a big, bulbous green head. Or perhaps you use this kind of like globe-shaped entity over your head and put tons and tons of small green circles around it. Yes. She sounds like she has enough children and grandchildren and great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren to supply enough peas for Thanksgiving and Christmas. From the sounds of it, it's a bit like, would you like some meat and potatoes with your peas? How do you dress an old lady up like meat? And and is it rare or is it well done? Oh, she's well done. <laughs> she's and the potato I can kind of get because if you somebody had some ta- you know if you have a bit of creative talent you could you like couldn't you fashion that out as some you know like poster board and spray paint kind of dealio? Mm. And Irene's quite a talented woman. And is quite agile, um, so anything's possible. Also, she's quite the taskmaster with Roy. I just think it's a bit naff to just have one potato. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like a roast potato, and I want more than one. She's got all those kids. Shouldn't she yeah. have, you know, mixed and matched, have a couple of kids as roast potatoes, a couple of grandchildren as smaller roast potatoes? For me, I think we're missing one of the main issues. The gravy. Well, the gravy. Mm. So there's the gravy, and I'm also, you know... A whiskey gravy. She threw whiskey over him? Do you deglaze a pan ever with... I thought you used wine primarily. I don't know. I don't really cook. We don't cook in our house, do we, Martha? No, I'm... You know, why cook when you got... You got takeaway. You know why? You know what? I don't live in the caveman days. If I can buy it, I'm going to buy it, right? Mm. Like, you see all these shows, people making croissants and stuff like that. Like, why? You can go buy. You know how long a croissant takes to make? It takes days. It takes days to make one. Patience. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, there's seconds to eat. You know, you could buy them at the store. I mean, really? Wow. I mean, I know people like that stuff, but, you know, don't. Whatever. I just, I'm picturing Irene and Roy dressed up like meat and potatoes, and it makes my brain hurt a little bit. Did she literally throw whiskey on her long-suffering husband? I think she did, Dookie. Mm. And I wanted to go there, but I didn't want to hear the answer. I'm going to be honest with you. She found it very funny. Mm. And let's face it, it is kind of funny. And whiskey is a premium product and one that, that we enjoy yeah, quite so a bit. That is true, like, What kind of whiskey did you throw at him? And somebody tells me she's not just a Bells woman. Because you got that expensive stuff from Scotland, remember? Mm. Ben Reick. Yeah, that stuff. That You don't want to be throwing that stuff around. You want to be drinking it. No. Because I'm not nice. a big whiskey gal, but it does taste really yes, nice. Yes, gorgeous. So poor Roy. So Roy was dressed as one solitary roast potato and she doused him with whiskey in the way that the priest doused linda blair (laughs) the exorcist with holy water i think we should just tell the listeners what we're all sitting here dressed up as should we yeah i mean it's a good thing that we haven't got webcams coming as the supreme sadooki i mean really i love florence ballard and it's an honor And Martha makes an excellent Diana Roth. And it's not wrong in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) That's right, Mary. (laughs) Well, that's your lot. All that talking about bags earlier got me thinking about something involving my saddlebags. No. Okay. Check him. I had a brief phase of being bagman. 
I would uh, take... Yuki, with you, you know, that could mean so many things. I wanted a holiday away from myself. And at the time, I was frequenting a certain fast food retail entity. And I was, was ordering... Th- Sorry? Was it McDonald's? There are others. You don't have to be ashamed, Dookie. I mean, I think most people have a McDonald's in their life somewhere. This was a while back, and I was ordering food in bulk. And... In bulk? Yes, not just for myself, for other people. Okay, Jesus. I was eating like a mofo. All right. There are other fuckers. Yeah, all right. And craving a bit of a holiday away from myself... And being inspired by the Canadian comedian, the unknown comic, and I put the bag over my head, mm-hmm. and I was drinking the. Did you have eye holes in it? Sorry. Did you have eye yes, holes? Yes, I okay. had eye holes. I had a mouth hole. Oh, okay. And I travelled on public transport wearing that very fetching ensemble. That sounds like a good way to get yourself beat up. It was the opposite. Okay. People were incredibly friendly. Were they? And would go out of their way to shake my hand. What what does that say, do you think, Dookie? That people are inherently iffy with other people unless they're wearing a bag on their head and drinking a milkshake. Yeah, okay. I gotcha. And I even went to a club that night. I thought that's where shit was going to happen. Yeah. No. I had people buy me drinks wow. and I used the same straw. Oh, wow. For the duration of the evening. Did you do this on your own? No. I went with a mate. Yeah, because I want some did backup. it as a dare. Okay. As a one pound dare. Okay. I won that one pound. I'm sorry. Anyway, you've been listening to Totes Bag My Goats. My name is Dookie and I've been your host. May the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Until next time, buy a decent tote bag. Or, if you've got real style, get yourself a bow bow. Now it's time for me to go and, uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show The thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. I am Bagman.